Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. And if you're a lawyer and want to join our team, because people desperately need your help, go to handleonthelaw.com and click on the Join Today tab at the top of the page. The following is a pre-recorded program. All right, time for some uh, fun lawsuits. Uh, The United States of America pageants is being sued. And they run pageants all over the country is being sued by a beauty queen contender by the name of Anita Green, who is uh, biologically a male and transgender and has been denied a chance to compete in the Miss Oregon pageant and uh, says, hey, you're discriminating against me. And uh, what they're saying is look at the rules and what the lawsuit is about is claiming discrimination, of course, and attempting to force the pageant to change its rules. And if you look at the pageant's website and look at the rules under eligibility requirements, number one, you have to be aged between 13 and 17. Two, a U.S. citizen or a green card holder, permanent residency. Is a resident works or go to school in the state they are competing For a natural-born female, has never posed in nude in a film or print media, is single, not married, never been married, has never given birth. And there it is, the natural-born female. In other words, you have to be a female, obviously. Uh, No, not obviously, but you have to be a uh, female because it's it's a beauty queen um, pageant. And you have to be born a female. And they're suing, claiming, uh, she's suing, claiming gender discrimination. Sure, why not? That's a fun one, isn't it? All right, let's take some phone calls. Hey, Mark, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay, I have what I call a property dispute with a twist. And I think I should get to the twist part first. And the twist is that my neighbor, who I believe is uh, doing building modifications to his home without city permits, um, which affect my backyard, works how, for the city. And he's okay, a how, wait a second. Well, it affects your backyard how? How so? Okay. Try to picture this, Bill. Um, the way our neighborhood is set up, the, the garages are all in the at the back of the lot. There's a long driveway going to our garages, and each one of us, one wall of our our backyard is our neighbor's garage. Oh, I see. Okay. Can you picture that? Yeah, I can. All right. 
So uh, what is okay. he do? What is he so, doing that interferes? For, forget about the illegal part of it right now. What does he do that interferes with your enjoyment of your property? For starters, he has not maintained his garage in 30 years. That's his issue. The stucco is falling down in my backyard. He hasn't painted it. The roof is crumbling. I think it's can do just that. a ghetto looking. Okay, but hang on. Pile a, of crap. But hang on a minute. Is uh, is it the yep. property line or is it just uh, inside his property line? Do you know? Well, look, it's his garage. No, Bill, no, I, and I, that's listen the to me. Question it I doesn't would... matter if it's inside yep. his property line. In other words, you have a survey. Let's say it comes out right, and there you are looking at the survey, yep. and you look at his garage. Is it on the wall itself? Is it the determination line? Or is it just inside his property? Do you, and that's critical, by the way. I have, uh, then that's why I'm calling you. I have to believe the garage is on his property, if that's not the case, on the line. If that's the case, he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. He can let it rot. He can do whatever he wants because that's his property. So. Okay, that's that's bad news for me, but yep. there's more that okay. I need to ask you about. All right. Okay. So also in the same backyard, he has built a bootleg room. Okay. Uh, he's done ma- major remodeling to his home, all without city permits. How does that affect you? He put a. Because the bootleg room is an eyesore in my backyard. Ah, and so, all it's right. Termite. Okay. Um, so this you... is a lawless neighbor. Okay, and now so you call... I want to right. get to the meat of the issue. Which is? Go ahead. He works for the city. He's so? a big wig with the city. The city has he's do, does all this without building permits. How do you know? The city's been ignoring... Go ahead. How do you know he's without building permits? I just know. How? I know. How do you, how do you know that? City. How do you know that? Because I've gone to the city planning desk and I've said, is there a, a building permit for this address? And they say no. Okay. So uh, he is violating the city code and it's an eyesore, which he's allowed to do. And it is infested, which he's allowed to do, by the way. You can have all the termites you want, all the rats you want in your house. Uh, and he's building without a permit, and the city won't do anything about it. Okay? Uh, which the city can or cannot do. And he's a bigwig with the city. And uh, unfortunately, they have a right to enforce or not enforce. Now, you can go, when you talk about a bigwig with the city, what kind of job does he have? He's the assistant for one of five city council members. Ah, yeah, that's a big issue. Uh, That is a big issue. Well, uh, you may just have to suck it up. You can file a lawsuit uh, and force the issue, maybe. uh, But I think you're going to have to prove that you, in fact, are uh, harmed uh, in a major way by him doing it. The fact that he's violating doesn't matter because that's his between him and the city. Uh, the fact that it looks horrible uh, right next to your yard, uh, that's his issue, uh, or that's your issue that you just don't like it. He's allowed to do that. So you've got an interesting situation on your hands. All you can do, I think in the end, all you can do is try to file a lawsuit and uh, have a court uh, enforce the issue and have the court order uh, building and safety 
to enforce its law. And I don't even know if they're going to do that. And the reason is uh, okay. that the courts uh, give uh, administrative agencies, which in this case is building and safety, planning permit people, a lot of leeway. Uh, they have to act so crazy in here. They're not acting so crazy. They're just not enforcing. And it's not a question of not enforcing where people, neighbors are at danger. Uh, that's just very bad luck to have a guy next to you uh, who does this. Uh. All right. Uh, Scott, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, I have uh, quite a few moving parts here for you. So I'm just finished 16 months of a bankruptcy. I'm about to pay my fees and get a discharge. I was in a 20-year marriage. Um, She was originally on the bankruptcy, but due to the situation where she's at, the courts kicked her out. So the bankruptcy was solely in my name. Okay. There were three homes. She got one. I got one. And she lost hers, but her name is still on the deed. And then I took care of the bank. Okay, hang on. She lost her. her, Wait a sec. She lost the house, but her name is still on the deed. On on the house that I'm in. Ah, okay. So she owns. Okay, so she owns half your house, okay? Yes, the one I'm in. Right. Yes, her name's still on that deed because. Um, bankruptcy court trumps divorce court. So now that I'm getting discharged with her name on the deed of the house that I saved um, in the bankruptcy and it was a cram down loan, is she still entitled to half the equity or is she, or is she yeah. liable? Yeah, no, I think she owns, she, she, she owns half the house. And uh, I, if she doesn't want to pay, then the house just goes. And you could theoretically sue her, but uh, there's no agreement that she pays half of the mortgage. All the bankruptcy does is relieve you from paying the mortgage. And uh, if it turns out that you lose the house, you lose the house. They just can't go after you. If you discharge the home uh, in bankruptcy, then you owe no, uh, you don't owe anybody anything. But I'm but let me get this straight. You kept the house, so that is not part of your bankruptcy. Is that correct? No, no, it's part of it. There were. It's it's quite involved. There's a lot of back- yeah. I don't, okay, you know what? So at this point, you know what? You're it's above my pay grade because now you're talking about an intricate bankruptcy issue, and it's just you know it's one of those things where what am I going to tell you? Go see a bankruptcy attorney uh, because what ends up happening? People call me and as as soon as someone said there's a lot of complicated moving parts, legal parts here, what do you think I'm going to do? I throw up my hands and go, okay, it's time for a specialist. It's like going to, you know what it is? It's like going to a general practitioner, your internist, and you have something that has gone wrong with a knee operation, and it's a rare uh, a disorder or a very rare occurrence, happens to one in 100,000 people, and you need a super specialist, even beyond your normal orthopedic surgeon. And you go to your internist and say, hey, what do you think? Uh, what do I know? You know, that demands a specialty within a specialty. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI. AM640. More stimulating talk. Got no regard for the thing that you don't understand. You got no fear of the underdog. That's why you will not survive. 
his handle on the law, Marginal Legal Advice. Jason, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. So about a week ago, so for starters, I live in Kansas. I used to live in Burbank, so I'm not total hick. Uh, about a week <laughs> ago, my funny. son was driving. My son was uh, driving back home from school, and there's a bend in the road. This was an unfamiliar road to him. There's a bend in the road that bends right before a bridge. This bridge doesn't have any markings on it. Uh, there's no yellow and black reflectorized anything. The guardrails look like they were put in by, well, for lack of a better term, a farmer. There's a bridge about a quarter mile down the road that has fully modernized. Uh, guardrails, it looks like they're DOT, full DOT. It's got black and yellow reflectors on it. He missed the turn, went over the, basically he went over the edge of the, of the bridge and ended up in the water. You're talking about um, the first bridge, the one that is not marked, correct? Right. Okay. Right. So he missed, so he missed the turn. All right. And ended up in the water. He, he wasn't injured. Good. He, right. He wasn't injured. The car is a total and it was about a $1,300 tow to get this thing out. Can I go? Do I need to present the county with a bill, or do I just go right to lawsuit? Well, no, you're not going to go to a lawsuit uh, because at this point, uh, because your son wasn't injured, uh, the uh, there's other than the cost of the car, uh, it's there's right. not much you can do about it. I mean, it's it's not worth it. No lawyer is going to take it because in the end, yeah. okay. uh, the compensation is going to be the cost of the car, and so and you know fine. lawyers just don't do that. And you can make a claim against the county, and they're going to fight it like crazy. Do you have insurance? No, it oh. was a 93, uh, 325i. All right, so. Uh, it was worth maybe $1,500. Booked yeah, okay. So I I would just make a claim uh, and explain, okay, and you're going to talk about a uh, defective road, a defective engineering. I mean, there's no question. Had your son been injured, uh, and I'm now talking right. legally, had your son been seriously injured or, God forbid, drowned, uh, you got a case. Right. You got a hell of a case. But then sure. you have to decide what's worth more. Uh, uh, let's say a million or two million or three million dollars or your son's life. Now, if you were to ask me about my daughters, that's a real easy call for me. I'll take the money. <laughs> so uh, I, the, the simple answer here is make a claim. Uh, they're going to say no, appeal the claim all within the confines of going up through the administrative uh, process. And you do that on your own. You absolutely do that on the own. And then and they're going to argue right. you're not the expert. You're not an engineer. Uh, you, you're not a civil or a road engineer. And your argument is going to be, I don't have to be. Look at this. You know, look right. at the difference. I mean, we're not talking about uh, nuances here of engineering. You know, we're not talking about, gee, this reflector doesn't quite meet code, but it still reflects 80%. I mean, we're not talking that. We're talking about, hey, this no, thing is defective on its face. So that's where I would go with that. Okay. All right. Yeah, do it. Your, that's one of those where you do it yourself. Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. My father recently passed away, and he left no will that I know of. And he had one retirement account that um, he, he didn't list a beneficiary on. And that re- that account required a transfer on death agreement by his spouse, which he never obtained. Do I have any rights to those uh, well, to that retirement okay. account? Okay, first of all, funds? it's not one of those retirement accounts that you, for example, a union a retirement account. You know, my dad had one, and as soon as he died, it's over. It's real money that continues on. Correct? It's an investment retirement account where he's put real money into it, and the money is left. Yeah. Okay. How much is it, how much is it worth? I'm just curious. Yes. Two hundred thousand. Okay, so you got money there. Is his wife still around? And he did. Yeah. Yes. 
Yep. All right. And there's no name beneficiary. All right. Mom. Well, uh, the way it works, uh, no, if it's a standard, no. I'm sorry, the way it works, no, if so, it's a, uh, go I'm ahead. Uh, you have a question in there someplace. Um, yeah, just if I have rights to these All funds right. as his daughter. So, okay, the way it works is, right, the way it works is, it's basically his estate. Doesn't matter if it's a retirement account, if the money is just the money. Uh, and so without a beneficiary, what happens is it's split between the wife and the kids. And if you're the only kid, then it's you, It's 50% you and 50% your mom. Okay? That's that's um, the way it works. No, my, mom's not li- my mom's not living. I asked if your oh. mother was still okay. around. I actually have a brother. No, all right, it's, you it's ha- his wife. All right, you have I'm, a... I'm sorry, I didn't... Okay, you have a brother. Wh- whose wife? Your dad's wife, right? Surviving spouse, yes. Okay, it's, so, it's all right, not, so... My mom's not okay, alive. It doesn't matter. So she gets half, and then you get half. And if you have a brother, then you... All the siblings split the other 50%. So there's $100,000 to the okay. spouse, okay. $100,000 to you, unless you have uh, a, a, a sibling, then it becomes 50000 and then it just goes down the list. If you have, uh, you know, let's say you're Amish okay. and you have 15 brothers and sisters, then you get a lot less. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I mean, the number of people whose identity has been stolen is extraordinary. In my case, it's been a couple of times attempted to be stolen. I have LifeLock that protects me. I'm going to suggest you do the same. Because what LifeLock does is help detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web, uh, where the hidden part of the internet, bad guys buy and sell your information. And here's what happens. Someone gets your identity, they start applying for credit. And all of a sudden, what LifeLock does is find that out, tells you about it, and you can say, no, that's not me. That's just one of the things LifeLock does. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction at every business. But with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection, that's real protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. I know you're so busy. I'm I'm a cancer patient, but I'm in remission, thank God. I own a condominium. And I wanted to let you know that this neighbor upstairs uh, who's never been in my home turned me into the the city that I'm not keeping my place um, clean. The city sends me a letter saying they want to come in and take a look. And um, I called the city. What is the complaint against me since this woman has never been in my home? She says, I'm blocking an exit. So I live in a condominium, and I have a front door, and I have a sliding glass door. All right, so what's your, uh, what's your the, question, Debbie? Uh, my question is, um, after I let them in, because they, they, the complaint against me is that I'm blocking an exit. Right, and are you? Um, are you blocking an exit? Blocking. No, I'm not. Okay. And the, right. I spoke with a man, and he said he just wants to go uh, be real fast to come in. But in reality, they want to look around. All right. So um, if he, 
Okay, after this is all over, this woman has said, I don't wash my toilet bowls. She says, I don't park my car correctly. By the way, you're allowed to not wash your toilet bowls. You know that, don't you? It's perfectly legal to not wash your toilet bowl. (laughs) Disgusting, but perfectly legal. So I don't quite know what the city is doing. By the way. I wash them once a week. Okay, so. When I use the brush. All right, but Debbie, does this, wait a second. Debbie, does. Okay, I got it. Debbie, listen to me. Debbie, listen to me. Does the city want to go inside your house? Well, they want to go see if I'm black. Okay, I got it. So let them come. Fine, let them come out and look at it. Say, I'm not blocking. There you go. All they can do is look at the exits. All they're allowed to do is look to see if you're blocking. So I don't know what they're. He wants wants to come in and this is just because he's. This woman has never been in my house. Okay, you're talking about the guy who made the complaint? No, the, the, when I called the city, what complaint is against me? Who exactly? is going? Who because wants to come I'm, in the house, Debbie? Who wants to come in your condo? The city. You say no. They're not allowed in there. All they can see, is, all they're allowed to look at, is whether you're blocking or not. So you tell the city, "Hey, you're only concerned with whether I'm blocking. You're not going to come into my house." So you say no. All right. Um, the guy. Uh, the guy said um, that he- it's been a pleasure talking to you, Debbie. It really has. Uh, good God, where do we go with that one, huh? Uh, oh yes. Hello, Georgianne. Hi, Georgianne. Yes. How are you doing? Yes, I'm just funny. disgustingly I, horrible. Do- All right. What can I do for you? Yes. So am I. We're good. Okay, I have you off of speakerphone, so can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay, I can't hear you, but I'll put you near the phone. I have a very complicated case Ugh. of personal injury, public agency shenanigans, okay. elder abuse, animal abuse, mm. and a personal financial matter all rolled into one. Oh, is there anybody is, that you know? This is going to sound great. Okay, so uh, tell me. Uh, yeah, just give me a, the story as reasonably quickly as you can. How elder abuse, personal injury, uh, and uh, whatever else you said. All right, so what's going on? I don't know. Well, I rented a place to live, a quiet place in the country. Um, turns out some family issues are, are in it, and I got about three psychopaths in, in, in the case. I'm a magnet, my toe. I'm a magnet. Uh, the one has a daddy-girlfriend issue with, of course, the financial money. Uh, when I walked away from out of disgust. What does that uh, have to do with you? I mean, I'm sorry. Is it part of the rental? They own the property? Yeah. Hold on. my God. Stella, I'm busy. Please come back later, okay? Yeah. Stella, come back okay, later, goodbye. Stella. We're talking, all right? Okay. No, so let's, Okay. Well, then you got... people here working. All right. Then tell, you know, just put, put the phone up. Would you put the phone up in the air, okay, so people can hear it? You ready? Just put it up. Hey, guys, okay. shut up for a minute. We're talking, okay? All right, that should help. All right, Georgianne, let's go. He won't, he won't listen. All right, well, there you go. He's probably he deaf. He won't. All right, excellent. So you you got to, you you have. That's right. She says she can't hear. How okay, do you know great. that? You're psychic. So, go ahead. I know I am. So, Georgianne, uh, you rent a house out in the country, and somehow there's a, a, a family dispute and some psychopaths. Do they um, live um, in the house? Yes, Do they own the house? Do they own the house? Um, the, 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 the landlord here, who's also part of the scene, uh, loves to kill animals. 
Uh, and, what does and that my, have to do with my you? daddy girlfriend apparently. What does goes, that have to do with you? Away and, what, is, and, what does that have to do with you that he uh, loves to kill animals? Well, that's part of the elder, the animal abuse. Thing. And well, that's not your issue. Yeah. Then you call the police, and the police come yes, out. It is. They're my animals. They're all. Oh, my they're animals. killing they're your my... animals. What kind of animals are they? Is is he oh, killing? Yes, yes. And then they they bred some more for me. Listen, they bred some more. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a box office hit. It's yeah, you know, I'd love, you know what? I'd love. You know what? I'd love to stay on but, the phone with you. Uh, but um, unfortunately, you can't. no, I, I really can't because you're too. You're crazy. You, unfortunately, yeah, you're too much of a fruitcake. Uh, and I, uh, I, I appreciate uh, the entertainment value, Georgianne, but, you know, you reach a letter, uh, a level of fruitcakiness that, you know, what can you do with that? Oh, yes. Ray. Hi, Ray. My son, hi, Bill. My son was the indemnitor for a friend of his who was arrested for domestic assault. But his girlfriend subsequently didn't press charges and charges were dropped. And yet this Surety bails bondsman is harassing my son for a thousand bucks. All right. Well, wait. Was there uh, was the thousand dollars paid? Or was that his commission? Because there's a there's a document uh, that exists in terms of exactly what the commission is going to be, and usually it's ten percent. So I'm assuming the bail was ten thousand dollars and charges dropped. Do I have that right? Well, no. Actually, I'm looking at the email my son sent me or the contract. It's ninety. The, the amount was ninety five thousand, and that just seems an inordinate amount. What do you mean? The bail 000? is ninety. You talking about the bail being ninety five thousand? Yeah, that's um, up to you. That's between the judge and uh, and him. Judges can set whatever the anyway, hell bail they want. They're harassing my son for a thousand. It's only a thousand dollars. How much did your son? How much was actually paid in uh, in the bail? Did they come up with ninety five thousand dollars? No, I can't imagine that at all. Well, if. Um, if the bail was exonerated and it was set at $95,000, the bond, uh, the bailsman came up with the assets of $95,000. I mean, they, when bail is set in order to be let out, you've got to actually come up with either the cash or the assets or the guarantee. And in this case, it was your son who did the guarantee. So they right. look at his ability or his assets to pay. And I don't quite know... How it is that your son is now being asked for a thousand dollars, and where is a thousand? And where's the thousand dollars short? What does the agreement with the bail bondsman say? You say you're looking at the contract. What does it say? Well, it 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 talks about the defendant, and the the amount was for ninety five. I don't even see any anything that my son agreed to. Oh no, he guaranteed. Any amount oh, no. there? He guaranteed. He doesn't right, have to guarantee. As an indemnity, I understand that. All right, but so. Where is the what does the what does the bail bondsman's contract say in terms of how much money he has to put up or assets he has to put up and how much he charges for the fee? Is it there in the contract? If that's if that's my problem, it's not. That's why I call. Okay, you got it. Then you tell then you tell the bail bondsman to go pound sand until he comes up. That's with, what I told my son. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, that's Thank what you, you do. Bill. And it's going to sue you. He's going to sue you in small claims court. And uh, you're going to ask the contract, and if they don't come up with it, where's the thousand? Yeah, he's got to be very, very specific. Sounds a little bit flaky. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM 640.
original legal advice. Tara. Hello, Tara. Welcome. Hi. The... Yes, go ahead. So, you know, you, you sound you, you sound you, you sound like a plantation. You know that. That's a gone with the wind joke. Okay, so. let's let's know. go on. Okay. <laughs> All right, what can I do for you, Tara? Okay. So basically I all right, Bill. Um, I I wanted to present this to you to see what you think about it. Uh, I went into a gas station car wash, and I um, I pulled forward into it a little bit more than I usually do, um, but it's because there was a long line. And so then, um, when uh, it was going, it was starting to go through. It was. Um, I stopped and I was waiting for the attendant guy to come over and he's like, okay, well, I need you to just back up more and then, um, and then you can go through. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to back up because I'm already like into the car wash. Why wouldn't you back like, up gonna, when he tells you to back up? Gonna, like, Tara, why wouldn't, if a gas station guy, I was already... when he says back up, right? A guy who works there says back up. Why would you refuse to back up? Because I, um, because you you put your tires into those like little frame lines, right? I know. And I knew like I just did, I didn't want to mess up my car or anything. So you wouldn't like, have no, messed up your up. car. And no, no, you wouldn't have messed it window. up. No, no, you don't mess them up. You just go back over the little bump. That's all you do. It's not yeah, as exactly. if you're going. That's it's a, not as if you're going in one exactly. of those driveways that have a, a reverse. Uh, you know, a little, uh, whatever they call those things where it's severe tire damage, you know, those uh, little poles or whatever they are, those, whatever they call them. But it's, it, there was no, there's no potential for damage if you back up. And so my question is why? Yeah, well, go ahead. Um, so I, I was going back and forth with the guy for a good while about it and I wouldn't. So then they have, so they had the other attendants around my car. Um, and then they're like, you have to back up your car because we're not going to let you pull forward. And I was like, well, here's my car. Just run it through again, and we'll um, – and that way I could just proceed forward because I don't want to back up with, like, you know, and damage my car or something. And they're like, why would it, why did car. you think – wait a sec. Why, would, why did you think your car was going to be damaged if you backed up? Where where was that idea? Because – because the beginning of the the start of their uh, car wash has a bunch of stuff in it already. That's why I'm like, there's already like stuff on the side of me and everything. So I'm like, I'm not going to back up because I'm not going to take any chances with messing up my car. And then wait like, a no, minute, not, what is, I those, know the way these things. I know the way these things work. You saw the brushes are starting to go, and he wants you to back up and start again, and you're saying no. Yes, because listen, this is what happened. So then. So finally, after they surrounded my car and coerced me to back up after a good while of me trying to just get them to run my car again so that it would just go forward, then I finally back up because by this point, they're intimidating me. Okay, and so what happened? What happened? So then I back up because they're like, there's no rollers behind you. There's no rollers behind you. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. At that point, I didn't know what they were talking about. But so then I back up and their brush on the side rips my bumper off. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, dude! I told you something like this was going to happen, and then they're like, all right. So you want to know? Like, if, oh, you want to know if they're, they're like, if you're they're responsible for you uh, your brush taking off the bumper? That's your question, right? Semi, yes. Semi. What's the other part that's not semi? 
Okay, they wouldn't, afterwards, they wouldn't let me, because um, there was a video camera right on top of us to assess the whole thing. And they wouldn't let you what? Put it all on camera. They wouldn't let you what? They wouldn't let me see the video camera. They don't have they to. They wouldn't let me see the they don't video have because to. they said this part of, They don't have what? to. They don't have to show you yeah, the video. No, I know. Yeah, and so I called a police officer, and he was saying, um, like, so he finally came down and was like, listen, I've had other problems with the same exact um, gas station car wash. Like, this guy's, you know, really crazy, and I would just tell, I would, um, tell you, you need to either handle it in a civil way, like a civil uh, court proceeding, or you should just let your insurance handle it, because you're not going to get okay, anywhere so with what, this guy. Which, so what's your question? And, um, so my question is, uh, I... Um, I called my insurance and I figured that they would handle it and I wasn't, I was just like, whatever, like this has already been a nightmare and a half. I don't want to deal with it anymore. And um, so then later my insurance called me and they're like, okay, well, we're going to hold you responsible for it and deduct a point off of your record All for right. three years now. Okay. And, raise All right. and I would do, by the way, I, I would do so, exactly the same thing because you refuse to comply with uh, their order and you get that you get to argue that didn't matter when you ignored them it would have caused the same damage. So how much damage are we talking about, Tara? How much money are we talking about here? Uh, it was like $2,600. Okay, why don't you sue them in small claims court and just tell your story? I would do it a lot well, quicker than you're doing it to me because if I'm the judge, I'm throwing you out in the first 30 seconds because you're not doing it quickly. You're not making a lot of sense. You're not being succinct. So if you're going to go to small claims court, which I think is the only avenue you have, because if your insurance company doesn't want to deal with it, saying you were at fault, you're done with your insurance company on that issue. So now the only issue is you taking the car wash to small claims court and telling your story. And the first thing the judge is going to ask you is exactly what I asked you. Why didn't you listen to those guys? And your argument and the only argument because you have I is... Did listen. Your only argument is that it didn't matter whether I listened or not. This damage would have been caused no matter what. So that becomes irrelevant. That's all you have. But do it a lot quicker than that. Because I got to tell you, judges don't have as much as I don't have patience with people. And I have a reputation of not having patience with people. This is on a whole different level when you're in front of a small claims judge who is going through 60 cases in the morning much less what he has to deal with in the afternoon. I've been inside small claims court, man, where you got 30 seconds to uh, state your case. And the judge goes, get to the point, get to the point. What do you want? What are your damages? All right, uh, we'll take a break. This is Handle on the Law. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.